I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. Gather round the campfire, everyone. It's time for the, the Connor, Connor and Smith, Smith Show. Oh, is that our new thing? I guess. Let's be spooky. Yeah, let's. So, um, I, I'm supposed to say, um, tell us a story. Well, tonight we're going to tell the story of the Snallygaster. The Snallygaster. Man, I've been waiting for this story for a while. So, in American folklore, the Snallygaster is a bird reptile chimera originating in the superstitions of early German immigrants, later combined with sensationalistic newspaper reports of the monster. Early sightings associate the Snallygaster with Frederick County, Maryland, especially the areas of South Mountain and the Middletown Valley. Later reports would expand on sightings encompassing an area to include Central Maryland and the Washington, D.C. metro area. So that's the... The, the long and short of the Snallygaster. We'll get into some details. We're going to talk tonight to Sarah from the American Snallygaster Museum, Museum. soon to open. Um, we're going to get more details from her. So we're going to take a quick break, then we'll be right back. Hey, before we talk to Sarah, I just wanted to let you know real quick that it seems like the Snallygaster attacked some of her audio while she was trying to talk to us. Uh, so there's a little bit of interference at times, but it does pay off to hear everything she has to say. So do uh, bear with it. Um, but I guess it was just old Snally um, striking again. Here is Sarah Cooper of the American Snallygaster Museum. Hi, I'm Steven, uh, and here with me is... Hey, I'm Matt. Hi. And we're here with Sarah Cooper of the American Snallygaster Museum. We, uh, we opened up to uh, our Facebook friends of what we should cover in local DMV lore. And the Snallygaster was suggested for us several times. Oh, and awesome. I was like, what the heck is a Snallygaster? Um, and so I looked it up and it's such a fun, fantastic story. Um, I read a book called Snallygaster, The Lost Legend of Frederick County by Patrick Boyton. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, again, just catching up on all the news media coverage through the years and the cycle of when this was appearing. And um, can you just basically give us, you know, a Cliff Notes overview of what you understand is like the Snallygaster history? Absolutely. So... The Snallygaster is a concept that came over with German immigrants who settled in the Western Maryland area in the 1700s. Um, so you, I'm sure you've heard the term poltergeist, which is, you know, a spirit that moves things that's coming from German language. Um, so Schnellergeist is German for quick spirit or fast spirit. And it was kind of a thing that they used to scare their kids and to just explain away weird things that happened around your house, like a something suddenly falling over. So it, it never really was a, a physical thing for them. It was just a, a concept. Um, as they became uh, more uh, acclimated to American culture and they started, you know, meeting people from who had been here a little while and all of that, uh, and they learned English, 
excuse me, Schnellergeist got turned into Snallygaster, which is what we know it as today. And um, legends about this creature uh, as this half-dragon, half-bird chimera with a 25-foot wingspan and a mouthful of razor-sharp teeth um, started to become really prevalent in the western Maryland area, particularly around South Mountain. 1909, around the same time, as uh, there was also a Jersey Devil Flap and a few other really weird cryptid sightings um, from the New Jersey down toward the D.C. area. Um, the Snallygaster started to make headlines in the, okay, in the Middletown Daily Register. Um, people saying that they saw it at various places. Um, there was a death attributed to the Snallygaster of a man named Bill Gifferson. And that was the time when word of the Snallygaster reached the White House. And, you know, legend has it that Teddy Roosevelt was planning to come up and hunt the thing. Wow. Um, after Roosevelt's either successful hunting trip or, you know, fear of him coming up, the Snallygaster just disappeared from the headlines for 23 years, had another big comeback in 1932 with a big flap of sightings, and um, it was the last Snallygaster supposedly died in Frog Hollow, Maryland, when it was overcome by the scent of moonshine and just took a head dive into a, a big thing of moonshiners mash and drowned. <laughs> and, and I want to see this movie. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so, so, okay. So then I know in the, like in 1976, the Washington post did like this expedition to try to find the Snallygaster. Mm-hmm. And they, they did not, it was kind of a bit of a, uh, like, gonzo journalism if you will um where it it was kind of a a throwback piece um done and it was during the centennial year of the country and i think it was supposed to feel like um some of those 1909 or 1932 articles um (laughs) and it's it's really interesting because there's something that one of the people in the article said to the other was which was i feel like we'll see it if we believe that we'll see it which is kind of the truth with anything, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's also some like racial connotation to the Snallygaster and how the story of it was there used. Is. Yes. Um, so that's a big part of the museum for me. Um, so when I do events out in the general public where I'm just kind of getting people to tiptoe into the cryptozoology, you know, folklore, magical world, I don't typically start with that because it is something that that requires a deeper discussion. So a big part of my museum is actually focusing on the way that the Snallygaster, and and we're actually looking into other lumberjack tales and and legends of different time periods and how they were used uh, to try to scare people of color. So the Snallygaster was first used by uh, slave owners in the 1800s to try to scare enslaved people out of escaping. Um, And it was, you know, kind of a word of mouth tale. I have a really cool lecture from um, a pastor who did all this research into a group of enslaved people that were told this and they left anyway. And it's really amazing because you have to consider how very real that threat was at the time. You know, we didn't know. Right. Nobody knew. It was very much a real thing. It wasn't how we can look now and think it's silly. So to leave, you know, and, and go against all of the, these things that were 
coming for you, including a giant dragon in the sky. It's pretty amazing. Most of the newspaper articles centering around the Snallygaster having a taste for people of color came with the 1930s. They were trying to scare black people in Maryland out of voting. So um, I have some articles that are really, really hard to find that I've never seen in any book um, where they put in the paper, oh, well, you know, we're just watching out for the black men in our town because I, we heard that when they went out to vote, this thing swooped down and ate them. Um, and I think it's really kind of horrible, but interesting the way that people will use folklore to try to, you know, get push their own agendas. I mean, vote, voting suppression goes way, way, way back. Um, mm-hmm. Um, so tell me a little bit more about your museum and your plans for it and where it will be located. All right. So um, I'm in North Frederick County in a little little bitty place called Liberty Town, and I live in a historic home uh, with the plaque and everything that was settled by some of the first German immigrants to come to this area who actually brought the story with them. So the museum's going to be in a barn on the end of our property, and the reason we chose to do it in a barn is um, there is a whole lot of Snallygaster lore that goes into Pennsylvania hex magic, and I'm sure you've seen those stars, you know, the seven-pointed stars on the barns out in Amish country. Yeah. So those were supposedly to ward off the Snallygaster. It's a big part of the legend. So I wanted to have a barn that had a big, giant hex star on it. So it'll be a two-story barn uh, on our property. We'll probably at... at uh, once COVID things, you know, if they ever calm down, we'll offer tours inside the house, too, because it is a really weird house. Um, but as far as visiting the museum, it'll be North Frederick County for the actual site, and then I'll be at, at um, various events throughout the area as Awesome. Well. Awesome. Um, and, I mean, have you ever kind of part there's – a, there's a big, huge beer event in D.C. called the Snallygaster. Mm-hmm. And have you ever checked that out or been there? Um, I've never been to it. I'm not a big beer drinker, but I have um, been communicating back and forth with them about doing a pop-up exhibit this year uh, with some of our artifacts and, and artwork and stuff, because I think that it's, Snallygaster is such a weird and funny word, and a lot of people don't know where it comes from, so we're kind of working on like having just a little something where you can learn a bit about the folklore, and uh, you know, hopefully people will be into it. Do you have a website that people can follow you, look up stuff? Yeah, we have a website. It's snallygastermuseum.com. Uh, awesome. Um, and and so your hope for the museum to open is, is ballpark. I know COVID, you know, but yeah. ballpark is what? So the barn is currently being built, but there's a whole lot of weird stuff with lumber shortages and different things. So we have this huge range of delivery sometime between October and December, uh, which really sucks because I can't give a definite date. Um, Once we have it actually on our property, it won't be much, I mean, maybe a month after that to get all the inside stuff set up. So I'm really hoping at the latest January. Great. And hopefully we can have some kind of hold on COVID by then, but uh, we'll see. Um, Yeah. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. I I'm really appreciate your time. And uh, please, everyone, follow uh, the website. We'll put the link in the description. Also, you can follow the Snally Gaster Museum on Instagram. What is your handle? Uh, the handle is American Snally Gaster Museum. 
Awesome. And I'm sure people can check for updates on the progress of the museum there as well. Yes. Yeah, so we'll post pictures, videos. We, we do Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff. And then I'm posting whenever we have events coming up because um, we tend to have a pretty big turnout for those. Uh, so hopefully you guys will come out to one of those. We try to partner with local distilleries and breweries and stuff to get people out. Yeah, we actually just went to a, a kind of a local urban legend brewery. We went to the Bunny Man Brewery uh, oh, yesterday. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we had a great time, and uh, they're looking to start a Bunny Man festival at some point, too. So Oh, I need to get in touch with them. I'm actually working with um, a few different bidding from a few different people to do Maryland Monster Fest. So that uh-huh. would kind of go right in with it. If you have their contact, I'd love to talk to them. That's that's super cool. Absolutely. I can get that to you. Um, trying to think of, I had something else I was going to say. I'm so scatterbrained these days. <laughs> but yeah, so um, come check out some of our events. Like I said, the darker, you know, ugly part of this history is not something we tend to parade out at events because there is some not very wonderful language in these articles so that'll be something in the museum and when we do talks at schools and stuff it's a big part of what we talk about um, about how people use the media to to advance their own agendas and sometimes it's a really negative thing so I don't want people to ever feel like we're being glib or lighthearted or whatever about this because there is such an ugly side to it as well Um, it's just like I said it's not the thing I, I come at people with first so I hope people know even though the stuff I post on Instagram can be a little silly uh, and our events can be more lighthearted, it's definitely not our intention with the museum. Yeah, because the historical piece of this is really the interesting one about, you know, even the timing of, of the narrative in the paper mm-hmm. after, like, Roosevelt won the election or Prohibition was, you know, overturned. Uh, just, just interesting media throughout time, how it's manipulated for whatever reason. Um, Yep. But but uh, yeah, it's good probably to lead with the great artwork and stuff that you post. And that draws people in to learn a much more deep, interesting story about how we kind of react to the boogeyman and to all things that we kind of create to scare each other, you know? Yes. And it's, it's part of what I think makes it such an American experience. The whole cryptozoology, cryptids really are a very American thing, but the Snallygaster really gets all of it in there. Like... It, it's it's a quintessential part of it, and I'm a little bummed that it wasn't more of a thing here, but I'm making it a thing, and I'm hoping, you know, long-term, I would love to have something like Mothman Festival um, here in Maryland to bring some money and support our local businesses and everything. Absolutely. I mean, between Chessie and uh, the Bunny Man and you guys. Now, uh Sarah, I'm sure you're already doing this, and I'm not trying to insult your intelligence, but are you also planning on, like, you know, uh, like a little merchandise thing of, like, creating some uh, cups and shirts and hats? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I have an Etsy store. We have some of the merchandise on the website, but I have, um, if you look on Etsy, I think we're called Snally Gaster Studios. Um, so I partner with artists that will make, you know, these really cool pieces for me, and we sell all kinds of Snally Gaster merch. Um, we have some stuff we'll just do at events, but yeah, if you, it, it's linked in my um, Instagram bio and it's on our website and everything. Uh, so we definitely will have merch with all those cool um, pieces on there because I'm pretty proud of them. 
Uh, when I first started looking into this and finding artwork, it was really difficult to find. So I would say about 95% of the Snallygaster art that you see now is because I asked people to make it. Wow. So it's like, you know, I'm very proud that. <laughs> well, well, Sarah, uh, thank you so much for uh, spending the time with me and we're going to follow your story. And are you, are you fundraising at all for the museum? Um, we have like little things here and there and like people can donate at events, but we're, I, I've pretty much paid for this like on my own for the most part. So like we're trying to do as much of it without having to get too much fundraising. So I feel like that's going to be a big ask when we're working on the festival. So I was like, let's do as much as we can out of our own cash and then, you know, ask for people for more later. Cause right, it's also right. that's just, awesome. It's hard right now. Everybody's struggling still with COVID. So it just wasn't really something I wanted to do. Um, I just have to tell you as a funny side note, and this is probably due to you tagging me on something on Instagram, but something just came across my phone that said, the Maryland Sasquatch is now following you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, cryptozoology people in Maryland. It's pretty amazing. Um, I had no idea until I started doing these events and like everybody came out. And everybody had a story and, and it's been really cool. I've, I've done a huge bit of research and we're actually working on, um, you don't have to put this in the show, but it's a 1930s style picture map. And we're doing like sea monster style, almost medieval woodblocks of all the different paranormal encrypted legends of Maryland wow. over top of it that hopefully we'll have out toward Christmas time um, from a pretty famous artist whose name I can't say, but it's going to be really awesome. So we're super stoked to finally get to release that when it's time. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'll probably be reaching out to you to be put in touch with some of those people or maybe they'll just follow my Instagram now. Yeah, hopefully. And uh, the bunny man did make it into our uh, into our map and we're it's turning it into a book as well. So you, they'll be happy to know it was a big piece for me as well. That's awesome. That's super cool. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. And I'm sure we're going to be in touch after this, but uh, you have a great rest of your evening. Awesome. You guys too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye. Wow, um, I loved hearing about the Snallygaster and uh, Sarah. No, that's another Snallygaster. That's Eddie Spaghetti over there. Eddie Snallygaster just barked. Our pug, Edgar Allan Pug, just woke up and decided to say nevermore. Um, yeah, I'm so excited to, to keep following Sarah Cooper and her American Snallygaster Museum. Uh, we'll put all the links to her and her stuff in the description of this podcast. Um, and Marilyn Sasquatch, looking forward to meeting you. Um, you can find out more about me and Matthew at www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an ER. You can like us on Facebook under Connor and Smith. Um, and please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us out. And until next time, as we always say... Never, Never stop, stop questioning. questioning. Bye, everybody.